This is Not Quite Dead, a gal pal horror movie discussion podcast. We do deep dives on our favorite scary movies, but sometimes we really just like to keep it shallow. I'm your host, Kate. I'm Megan. Get ready for all the spoilers. I feel like people lost their minds over this movie when it came out. I mean, I really liked it a lot. I was kind of in that camp when it came out. I did too. It felt like a really refreshing take on zombies. I think that there was like a zombie zeitgeist happening around yeah. this time. I was trying to think, you know, 2009 was also kind of peak Walking Dead, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I think around that time was World War Z. Like there's just a lot of zombie media and I liked that this was a comedy take on it. I personally love zombies. I think they're one of my favorite horror movie monsters. They might be my favorite horror movie monster actually. And I was kind of loving this time of our lives where everything was zombies all the time. I loved Walking Dead <laughs> in the early years. It's it's kind of turned into a soap opera later but this came out and it was a movie where we could all laugh about zombies and that was a little newer it wasn't it wasn't quite Shaun of the Dead mocking the whole genre but it was having fun with the genre I agree I, I think that your take is totally right because Shaun of the Dead is the other of course like big zombie movie apart from Zombieland which we're talking about in today's episode and Zombieland I think your assessment is totally spot on. It's them having fun within the genre and putting their own spin on it. It's box office was hugely successful. It's an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, like oh, just wow. all around. It's like a solid movie. It's a good movie. Guys, go watch it. We'll just skip to the end. <laughs> <laughs> Super mini sode. <laughs> Let's get a quick overview of the plot and then we can dive in. Yeah. So we've got young guy Columbus has teamed up with older redneck Tallahassee as they're kind of fighting their way through a zombie apocalypse. Uh, along the way, they run into a pair of con artist sisters, Wichita and Little Rock, and they all decide to kind of gang up together and do this cross-country road trip to California to go to this amusement park called Pacific Playland. Along their way, lots of hijinks with zombies, uh, lots, of good, lots of good comedic moments. Towards the end of the movie, a fabulous cameo from Bill Murray, who has now been in this season twice. <laughs> Which I had totally forgotten about until we started going through our list and watching our movies. I was like, oh, wow, Bill Murray's shown up quite a few times this, this series. I think he comes up. Uh, one more time this season. He does. I know. What a what a tour de force. I don't think we even realized that when we were planning the season, but <laughs> turns out Bill Murray in horror comedy movies That's his thing. is a thing. <laughs> yeah. I I love Woody Harrelson in this uh, as a main character. He was kind of having a heyday, I feel like. I do too. I don't normally think of Woody Harrelson as like one of my favorite actors, but I think that this is one of the perfect roles for him. It like is. he's just having a blast. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Kingpin 
Like he's a bit zany in mm-hmm. this. And he's also just like Red America's hero. He's having so much fun with everything that makes America America in this movie. And I love <laughs> he it. He wears a cowboy hat this whole movie and he's obsessed with Twinkies. Yes. Like it's so over the top. And I mean, Jesse Eisenberg's character, Columbus, like calls him like Yosemite Sam at some point. That's it's right. Like, yes, this is exactly like what this character is. And then, of course, Jesse Eisenberg is playing the character that he always plays, yeah, which himself. is this like nerdy, nerdy white guy virgin <laughs> who, who is the hero of our story. And we had a lot of heroes like that during this time, 2009. Yeah, the, the 2010s, there, there was a lot of that going on. Yes, the early 2000s just was the era of the nerd. There's Jesse Eisenberg, <laughs> there's Michael Sarah. I would put Seth Rogen in there. Yeah. Andy Samberg, you know, Seth Rogen is your stoner nerd and Michael Sarah and Jesse Eisenberg are your virgin nerds, but like they're all in the same nerd genre. Abigail Breslin, she's in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's adorable. And Little Miss Sunshine was probably my first movie with her. Same. Yep. She's a good actress. And of course, Emma Stone. As a rare dark haired I don't know. She's got like an auburn brunette head of hair in this. And you usually only see her with nice bright red hair. But she's a little dark and stormy in this. (laughs) Yeah, this is early Emma Stone. This is when Emma Stone was definitely still on her upward trajectory. So she'd been in some big things. I think she'd been in Easy A by this point. She'd been in Superbad. And then, of course, Zombieland. But this is kind of pre- her doing the Spider-Man movies and then, you know, of course, getting into some of her more serious roles. But this cast is pretty, it's pretty stacked, which is funny to say, because it's It's really just these four. Yeah. It's these four characters. And so they really had to have everyone bring their A game because there's only four of them. It's a good cast for that. They have such good chemistry. Yeah. I think all the characters are just so likable. You kind of root for all of them, even though they are, I don't know what do you what would you call it? like pranking each other or kind of like subverting each other the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, they're like always like kind of like riling each other up. Like, and I love that like Woody Harrelson, Tallahassee, and Abigail Breslin as Little Rock end up kind of bonding <laughs> as the movie goes, yes. even though they're driving each other crazy the whole time. It's just like some good like good pairings, good cross pairings across all all four of them. The style of this movie is really cool. I would say it's a cool movie. Yeah, it's really slick. It feels very produced. There's like movies that have certain elements to it, like graphic overlays of text and things like that, where I'm like, oh, okay, this one's got like a that particular kind of style. I think the introduction is one of my favorite scenes of this movie. It's a big hodgepodge of zombie killings and... They are so spectacular and over the top. I really, really enjoy the pageantry of all of these zombie killings and the rules that are introduced. I do too. And I like how in that opening sequence, the zombie gore is pretty good. It is. I like how they use gore in this movie. I think that the blood effects that they use are really great. I think the zombies look really good. And you just get this montage at the beginning and some like really just like quick world building yes, um, right away. Very quick. <laughs> with this opening. 
I, my favorite was the three-legged race, the guy and his kid running away from other guys and their and their kids. I was trying to imagine what would have been happening when those people in the three-legged race, specifically the three-legged race, turned, right? Like it takes a minute to turn once you've been bitten. Now that doesn't you don't <laughs> yeah. you don't see that in this movie, but you you know it. Like you know it from other zombie movies. Actually, you do see it in this movie because Jesse Eisenberg's girlfriend, neighbor in the beginning, yeah. she has to take a nap on his shoulder before she turns. So what were these people doing in the three-legged race before they turned? Like, what did that look like? <laughs> I know. Like, at what point did they get bit and then decide to still participate in this three-legged race? <laughs> the other one I enjoyed was the firefighters uh, with some dude on fire running at them. Like, Yes. Oh, man. I feel so bad for them. Just trying to put out a fire and they've got to deal with zombies now. I I really liked at the beginning, there's the, you know, kid's birthday party and the mom's like driving away and it introduces the rule of buckling up yes. because it's not the zombies that get her. It's not wearing her seatbelt that gets her. Those are my favorite scenes in this movie are all of the quick cutaways to somebody dying or eating it. The way they're produced are just fun little vignettes to watch. It's not scary so much as it is fun. Totally. Yeah. I was kind of struggling with the horror of this movie, but there's so much good zombie action in it that it's you're able to overlook it. I love the banter. I mean, I think the zombies in this movie are great. I think the actual like writing and the chemistry between all the leads are are fantastic. This movie was directed by Ruben Fleischer, who is also involved with Venom and Uncharted. Have you seen Venom? I haven't. I wanted to. And then all I heard was how bad it was. <laughs> I actually enjoyed Venom. Okay. I have a pretty high tolerance for um, action movies. It was also written by the guys who wrote Deadpool. You can see that. Yeah. And those guys also worked on Venom and Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. And so I was like, oh, yeah, this movie does have that very punchy, quick-witted, like, sense of humor about it and, like, a very action-y, but action-y in a way that doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, I felt like it made sense in terms of the overall body of work that these guys have to date. I think my favorite scene in this movie actually is when they're driving. They finally get along and they're on a they're on their road trip and they are all talking to each other and it's a montage, so you'll see them mixed up. Woody Harrelson will be in the front with Abigail Breslin and then you'll see Jesse Eisenberg up front with Woody Harrelson or you know and it mixes it up and they all have different attitudes with each other and different mashups I love it so much I think it's cool to see the different characters bouncing off of each other I do too I, I love those moments in this movie like I think that either the scripting is fabulous or they're they let them ad lib a little bit or a little bit of improv because it just feels so natural like watching these characters come together sound like I feel like I'm gushing about like the writing in this movie it's just so snappy and like it so is. easy to watch this movie goes down easy it does Kate and that was probably what made it so hard to write notes about it in general like it's just a a well-written pretty tight movie I want to talk about the rules a little bit I thought the rules were really fun and I liked how they were framed from the point of view of the dweeb I could totally see 
so many people of that ilk making rules for themselves like this and then trying to impose it on other people who are just like okay nerd (laughs) (laughs) he has 31 rules when the movie starts we add a 30 second rule later but that's a lot of rules I thought the rules were super fun and I felt like it was such a cultural thing like when this movie came out too like it introduced the concept of the double tap like that wasn't really a thing before Zombieland and then it was everywhere. I felt like people just know what the double tap is now. I liked how the rules kind of summarized what we're all thinking as the audience. We all go through these things in our head when we're yelling at the characters on screen to do something differently. Mm-hmm. But here they are all listed out. Yes, these are the things to live by if there is a zombie attack. Yeah, I like the, you know, beware of bathrooms. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yes, totally You're vulnerable. Logical. Like it's a very vulnerable time. If you were in a zombie apocalypse, you would probably not take the time to shower because no. how much more vulnerable could you get? I think about that a lot. When Walking Dead was big i remember there being an article here or there it all kinds of apocalypse movies right this happens or shows people complain like why do the women have shaved arms why is their hair clean or whatever anything right why is anything going right for these people who've been on the road for months yeah. <laughs> right i mean it's because nobody feels like looking at hairy armpits on screen i guess right it's a movie thing that they do but it's real like that kind of stuff wouldn't happen. You would have a hairy upper lip and you may not be able to wipe your ass very well. (laughs) It would suck. And I like how some of these rules address that. My favorite of the rules is enjoy the little things. Yeah, that's the new rule. Yeah, that's all you can do. I just felt like why bother trying to survive in an apocalyptic scenario where your whole family is dead You could die a horrible death at any moment. You can't trust anyone and you can't shower. Like you have to let yourself have any amount of joy at any moment you can. Because why else are you living? It's true. But I also like number 17, don't be a hero. That I feel like is what gets people so much in, in horror movies or action movies, right? Like 30 Days of Night where they were kind of watching from their, you know, their house that they're living in and they couldn't go help the girl out there crying. Can't be a hero. Vampires will get you. Same thing here. Like it's very, it seems, it seems like it would be a very true rule if zombies were to attack. It's such a good list of rules because I feel like they work for zombies, but they would also work for so many other horror movie situations. I think the, you know, don't be a hero. You just mentioned worse for vampires. I think the cardio rule. Mm -hmm. I think about that all the time. You know, when I'm like working out or something, I'm like, I need to be able to outrun something. Like if something's (laughs) coming for me, I need to be able to have stamina and endurance. Hornets or (laughs) zombies or... Uh, serial killer like whatever it is the thing that's going to help me the most is is endurance and so I I loved when this movie came out and it was like yeah good cardio fatties die first I think about that all the time when I'm walking I recently went through uh have been going through like some health issues where I can't run anymore and even walking is hard and I think about this all the time Kate (laughs) something chasing 
me down and ripping my throat out. I, I would just have to power through it. You would know it's in there. It's deep yeah, in there, but it's in there. I could get through it. <laughs> Did you have any rules that you didn't like? Well, I thought limber up was pretty funny. Limber up seems like the least doable in the moment. I just was not sure who has time to stretch. No. I mean, people who exercise regularly don't stretch. Like, who has time to stretch when you're about to go, like, enter a building that might have zombies in it? I don't know. I mean, it makes sense if you can. Like, I guess if you wake up and you're having a normal day pre-zombie, go ahead and stretch. But you probably won't always have time to do it. I just thought it was hilarious the way he was doing jumping jacks before going into the hostess (laughs) truck. That is true. Woody Harrelson's reaction to that was the same as mine. I think that it it makes for like really funny character moments because you're just like move on with your life and just like go in and if there's a zombie you in there shoot you shoot it. it. <laughs> yeah, I think the limber up one was maybe like not totally like relevant for me, but I was like oh for this character that rule makes sense, but I mean a lot of the rules are really just like don't die in stupid ways. Travel light. Know your way out. Seatbelts. I mean, seatbelts a good one for even now. That's what I mean. It's like some of these rules, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's a good rule, but like, do you have to write it down? (laughs) Maybe he like (laughs) thought about throwing that rule out the window and then saw the aftermath of of somebody else not wearing their seatbelt and put it back on his list. I don't know. Yeah, that was a goofy one. They bring it back later, though. Yes, they do. Yeah, they bring back the buckling up later when he's you know flirting with emma stone which is nice also the checking the back seat thing tallahassee doesn't check the back seat when he gets back into the hummer and turns out little rock <laughs> is in the back seat with a gun holding so a hostage cute. we have to talk about that scene by the way where they meet each other i thought that was really risky asking a stranger to potentially shoot your sister Yes, I agree. I think that these girls are probably a little too cocky as con artists. I think that they rely a lot on being young, cute girls, like especially with Abigail Breslin being a kid. I was like, man, you're going to hit a point where like you guys aren't as cute anymore and someone's just going to shoot both of you. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) I was like, if this was a serious zombie movie, They would have given that gun to Woody Harrelson and he would not have hesitated. Like, she'd be dead. Woody Harrelson's character does not mess around. He's so gun happy and seems to not trust people in general. I mean, of course, this plot would go nowhere without it. But, like, I think that their plan happened to pay off but is not a plan I would ever co-sign on. Absolutely not. Especially too high risk. If I'm the one getting shot at on the table, no way. Oh my God. I just feel like the risk to reward ratio is way off in that calculation. (laughs) It's cute though. I like how they get them twice. I think that's pretty fucking funny. And then almost a third time at the end, but it's a joke. I love the part when Woody Harrelson's like are we smart enough to come up with a con? He's like, no. can we do that? Like, oh man, these guys are just kind of dummies. <laughs> they go visit Bill Murray on accident, sort of. And they have the genius idea to prank the most neurotic guy in their group with a zombie prank. And I'm like, what were you expecting? <laughs> of course, Bill Murray was going to get blasted. I love the whole Bill Murray sequence. It's I so think it's good. really funny. 
I chalked it up to them being just stoned out of their minds still. They must have been. The way that Emma Stone is like giggling while he's dying, I was <laughs> like, oh, they're still stoned for sure. <laughs> I know. And the first time I saw it, I was like, wait, this is a comedy. Did he actually get shot or is this another joke? <laughs> and I was looking up how long somebody would have if they were blasted with a shotgun and it's it's not long that <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that outcome would have played out the same way no I did like his long death <laughs> sigh though. he like has to take another breath to finish the exhale <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you regret Garfield it's so funny it's a good moment it's funny because Bill Murray is so unnecessary in this movie he does not have to be in this movie at all none of that has to happen and I'm so glad it does I felt like they tried to see what actor they could get and then yeah. wrote the scenes around whatever actor they could get I'm sure that they were like oh yeah if we can't get Bill Murray maybe we can get Arnold Schwarzenegger and we'll like have them watch Terminator you <laughs> <Yes>. know like <laughs> there is a picture of Bill Murray in um the background of of a shot after he's dead and he's got like this fancy it almost looks like one of those I think it's a like a Russian hat or like like a tall boxy hat and he looks very regal and I think he's got a pet with him or something but it's just this goofy painting of Bill Murray I bet they had so <laughs> much fun decorating this fake Bill Murray house like how would Bill Murray decorate his own house and they're just like he would have paintings of himself up everywhere <laughs> gold everywhere he doesn't have twinkies though and then emma stone's like i told you we should have gone to russell crowe's house rude <laughs> oh russell crowe this was actually filmed mostly in georgia oh okay that makes sense you know walking dead is also filmed yeah. in georgia that's where you can get zombies to sign on to your film i guess that's where you get amazing tax breaks for your zombies. oh right that too but um the park it's a real place in georgia it's it's not called pacific playground obviously oh. since it's not on the pacific it was a an amusement park in georgia what do you think about them going to an amusement park in an <laughs> apocalypse that good plan or great plan <laughs> uh i'm good better best i'm gonna go with good since that's the lowest one <laughs> that plan made no sense to me the first time i watched it and every time since i can't imagine why somebody would have gotten it into their head that an amusement park with lights and noise, music and movement would be a good place to hide out from zombies. It makes no sense to me. Only if they had a death wish. Yes. If they were like, you know what? Let's go out with a bang. Let's go yeah. raid an amusement park, have some fun. We know the zombies are going to come for us. So let's just have one last hurrah. And then try and fight off as many zombies as we can before eventually becoming one. But it wasn't like that. You know, like Emma was like, well, she's just barely a kid and she's barely gotten to be a kid. So let's go to the amusement park and attract every zombie around for miles it it just made no they sense they seem surprised yeah they seem surprised when zombies show up and i'm like really guys <laughs> they had no exit plan they did not follow number 22 know your way out they just hopped on to the most constrictive roller coaster ride they could have it, it just goes straight up in the air and straight down square footage wise on the floor it's like the smallest <laughs> ride you could have chosen terrible 
they should have just stayed on the rocking ship. That would have been better than the drop ride right? that they were on. I didn't get the motivation around that, but it made for a cool set piece at it the did. end. I had assumed that they had just used like a state fair type place. So it's cool. It was a real amusement park. Yeah. I enjoyed the, I don't know what you would call this. Is it like the juxtaposition against the name of the movie or maybe the name of the movie is sort of like a play on this amusement park. Now mm. the world mm-hmm. is one big amusement park with zombies for you to smash at will in any way shape or form you find entertaining it is an amusement park certainly for people like tallahassee who just takes a lot of pleasure in killing as many zombies as possible i guess that's all you can do in this world for fun you can't have twinkies i do like how I mean, the world building is so quick in here that this was like a single line that they did this in, but how he said that it went from mad cow disease to mad people disease Mm. and then turned into like mad zombie disease. I was like, you know, with how fast we know that pandemics spread now, I buy it. Oh, totally. (laughs) I could see it. Yeah. I thought it was a perfect reason for why there are zombies. We've literally lived through this type of pandemic, not a zombie one, but one that starts with an animal and gets into the human system. So it makes total sense. And we love cow in America. So I can totally see that happening. I'm trying to imagine running out of toilet paper, though. I don't know what people do. Leave? I would just die. (laughs) I'd be like, take me now. I'm done. So awful to think about. I'm trying to think about what else I would hate running out of. Chapstick. Chapstick. Ugh. Oh, my skin gets so dried. I hate running out of lotion. I'd be so uncomfortable. You'd have time. to live in Georgia, but then you'd run out of deodorant. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything is horrible. I do love a good apocalypse movie, and this really made me want to watch more zombie movies with you. Oh, yes. Because I love, like, 28 Days Later and, like, Shaun of the Dead, like all of these zombie movies are so good. And Train to Busan, have you seen that one? That one I haven't seen. Oh, it's a Korean zombie movie. I'll save it for us. There's actually some really good Korean zombie movies. I think I really love the apocalyptic setting of like Mm -hmm. not only are they facing off against these monsters that are just like killing machines, but they're also having to deal with like limited resources and not trusting other humans. It just like is a nice divergence from like other types of horror movies. And I felt like they didn't really do much of the trust issues with people. They they were there obviously because the two dudes get taken advantage of by the two girls, <laughs> but other than that, everyone's pretty nice to each other. Tallahassee takes on Columbus And he's like, sure, I'll give you a lift until it's not convenient for me anymore, right? But he doesn't try to hurt him. He doesn't try to kill him. Even the girls, like, they're like, we just want your truck. We're not going to, like, kill you. After watching, like, Walking Dead and 28 Days Later and some of these darker zombie movies, it was sort of refreshing. Like, it was nice to know that I did not have to worry about other people in this movie. Right. There's um some more implicit trust in this movie than there is mm-hmm. in some some other apocalypse movies. So I I do appreciate that. I mean, it ends up giving us this great little ragtag family. 
like, yeah. Did you did you think it was a puppy at first? I did. I mean, the first time I watched it, yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought it was a puppy, and I was like, oh, they're just doing this, like, goofy little fantasy sequence right. of, like, how much this guy loves his puppy. <laughs> like, he's, like, bathing his puppy and making his puppy scrambled eggs and all of this. And, I mean, the movie is, like, so funny that you just kind of think that they're doing this, like, over-the-top, like, type thing. Then, I mean, it's such a gut punch when you find out. <laughs> It's so sad. Cute puppy, by the way. But oh my gosh, how sad for him to have lost his little toddler. But I like how the scene ends with him wiping away his tears with Bill Murray's like $100 bills. <laughs> I know. This movie does a really good job of balancing tone. It's like, oh, at the end of the day, we're still a comedy. Like we're going to have this really, really sad moment where the character realizes that his his kid was killed by zombies but then the most memeable gif of all time like immediately after kate how would you survive in a zombie apocalypse what is your zombie survival plan i must know my zombie survival plan is to get to a location that has a much lower population density so would you go to rocky mountain state park probably not because there's only so many roads in and out of certain areas through the mountains. So I don't know if I would feel comfortable being there. I'd probably want to go to just any kind of farmland type place. Mm. And honestly, a place that has like kind of good weather year round. Mm -hmm. So like probably like Fresno area. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's not a lot of people. You can see things from a distance. You can see if there's something coming on the horizon and prepare for it. You're not having to deal with like inclement weather that would maybe mask zombies, you know, like things yeah. like that. Like I I think that them deciding to go to the coasts, they're doing this long road trip and they are generally not running into zombies like while they're yeah. on this road trip. They're just long stretches of highway and fields, no people, no zombies. They're stopping in at convenience stores or gift shops, sometimes a zombie or two, but no other people. And I'm like, yeah, this is where you want to live. Like you want to just be circling (laughs) these states Mm -hmm. over and over because this seems livable, do not go to the coast. Like that's my my thing is I'd want to get away from the coast. Just way too many people. Same. I feel like people would be who I'd want to stay away from, which is funny because that's really what you need to survive, right? We're like a we're a community-based creature, but community is dangerous now in this new world. I think I would want to go live in the woods as long as I could. Because I'd be so afraid of other people. But I honestly don't think I would last very long, Kate. I would have to find a gun and take it with me so that if I saw a zombie, I could shoot myself. Because I don't trust <laughs> I don't trust myself to make it through. All right. Spoiler alert for any of our listeners who haven't seen The Mist. Stop listening. Jump ahead by like two minutes just to be super safe. <laughs> oh, the mist. It's like have have you? Oh, I love have it. Have you read or seen the mist? Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end, I'm like, this is why you need extra bullets, yep. and extra guns, yep. because if you're gonna kill your whole family, you need to make sure you can kill yourself. So sad. <laughs> so sad. I cannot imagine being in a in an apocalypse situation and not having an exit strategy, even if that exit strategy is uh, <laughs> killing yourself. Death. Yeah. Dark. 
Should we talk about our favorite comedy and horror moments? Yes, let's. I had so many comedy moments, but I tried to pick um, my favorites. All right, let's hear them. Woody Harrelson is Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. So fabulous. I think when he finds that Hummer and in the backseat of the Hummer finds that bag full of guns and he goes, thank God for rednecks. I just, I, it cracked me up. I think it's so funny. And it's funny because he's a redneck. Yeah, I'm like, you're a redneck. But you know what rednecks have. They have lots of guns and they got big trucks. (laughs) My other two are both Bill Murray related because it has to be. I mean, there's a lot of funny moments in this movie. I thought that the part when they get stoned and then do the Ghostbusters reenactment was really funny, (laughs) especially with Emma Stone as Janine. I know it's probably because we just watched this movie and we just talked about it, but it made it especially funny to watch it this time. I think that's probably true. And it was fun getting to see some Ghostbusters stuff happening in this movie. Little Ghostbusters cameo. Yeah, so it was super cute. And then my all-time favorite, because it's something that I think about even not after recently watching this movie, is when Bill Murray is dying and they ask, do you have any regrets? And he says, maybe Garfield. Which I haven't seen, but I was like so glad he said that because I only heard bad (laughs) things. And also I hate Garfield. So I just, that joke really landed with me. I'm sure it landed with everybody. It's so funny. That's my favorite joke in the whole movie. What about your top moments? Well, Bill Murray's house in general, I wrote as a moment, which is great because now we can talk about it more. <laughs> it was just so fun to watch. I love when movie stars get to fawn over other movie stars in movies. I think it's really funny. It must be such a treat. Mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson's character is like, I love you, Bill Murray. I've seen all your movies a million times. Bill fucking Murray. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. And yeah. Abigail Breslin is like, who's Bill Murray? Anytime you want to feel old, just ask a Gen Zer to tell you about like your favorite movie star. You'll feel old instantly. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> And then, of course, I wrote down the same things, killing Bill Murray and regretting Garfield and all that stuff. His house, that was just my favorite set of scenes. Yeah. Yep. I also really, really thought the the line first to go were the fatties was really funny. It is funny. It's surprising. Because of how true it is in this movie. This is one of those movies where the zombies are fast and... That's what would happen. That's why cardio is kind of scary if you're not prepared for it. But I thought the joke was was funny. The joke is funny. And then it is funny when you see large zombies. Yes. Most of the <laughs> zombies large are large. Yes. yes. All right. But my favorite, and this is always going to be my favorite scene no matter what I'm watching, is uh, Chaos in the Tchotchke Shop. I mm-hmm. love smashing shit up. I just love it. There is a smash room activity you can purchase in San Jose where you go to a room, I guess, and there's a bunch of brittle shit and you get to smash it for like half an hour and like play whatever music you want. And that just that's like my fantasy, man. I just want to go to a room and smash it up. This this scene is like, I just revel in it. I love getting to live vicariously through the characters. 
we get a scene like this in Alien when Ash mm-hmm. starts spinning out of control. My all-time favorite version of this scene is in Vice Principles, though. And that's what this tchotchke shop scene reminded me of. It looked so fun. <laughs> it made me laugh. I just love it. I haven't seen many episodes of Vice Principles, but you did make me watch that episode with you. I did. <laughs> and it was really fun. <laughs> what about horror? Horror. Oh my gosh. Okay. So two of my scenes are from the Pacific Playland sequence at the end. So I thought that one of them was as the zombies are surrounding them on the drop ride, as the drop ride is slowing down. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's pretty scary. Like they know that their plan was the foolhardy one at best because this ride eventually is going to stop and then they're just going to be like surrounded by this like sea of zombies. The other one is when Columbus is like, look at this clown. And then it like pans to the zombie clown, uh, which is funny, but also maybe one of the scariest looking zombies in the movie. Like truly, I was like, oh, if I were afraid of clowns, like I would find this clown terrifying. Yeah, he's all gross and their teeth are always rotten, right? And his eyes are yellow. He just looks nasty and scary, like from your worst nightmares. So those were two of my horror horror scenes was was both kind of in the same sequence. And then early on in the movie, I really loved Tallahassee killing the zombies in the grocery store because I felt like the special effects of the blood spray were really good. He baseball bats <laughs> one of them as he's like running at him and it blood spray like gets onto the camera. Oh, um, yeah. I always like when that happens. And then... His own version of kind of the double tap is the zombies on the ground and he just very brutally like baseball bats him twice in the head. <laughs> and it's just like you just see the blood spraying. It's very satisfying. Um, I thought from a horror perspective that that was a really good example of like the zombie kill scenes. My horror moments start with just the general capabilities of the zombies. These zombies can run and they chase you. And I am terrified of an apocalyptic world where zombies can chase me. That doesn't seem fair. They're brain dead, (laughs) right? They're brain dead. They're actually dead. They shouldn't be able to chase you. They should be deteriorating. (laughs) So anytime they're running from zombies, it freaks me out. I agree. I think that because this one is like playing off of a virus that's like almost like a rabies type thing. I like love it when they do that where it's like, oh, these zombies are fast because of a parasite. Yeah. Or they're fast because of this like virus mutation or something. Just like generic brain dead zombies that are also fast. I'm like, do you get to have it both ways? Another moment I called out, it's sort of, it's related to this, but it was specifically when his neighbor turns into a zombie and starts chasing him. It was so fast. It was so abrupt. I actually did jump mm-hmm. and I jump most times when I watch this, if I haven't seen it, you know, like within the past few days, that actually makes me jump. And it's such a bummer for him. He was finally going to get his dick wet. And then she just turns into a zombie. Of course. I did write down the zombie attack at the amusement park, but we've talked about that so many times. The other scene that I just thought was scary was the opening video footage. Mm -hmm. It sets the tone and it's pretty scary. Like you see what's happened to the world and why it is the way it is. So I think it's pretty scary up until the burp. 
Yeah, I think that this movie, for me, definitely lands more on the comedy side yeah. than on the horror side. I would recommend this movie to anybody who likes horror because there is a lot of gore in it. I'm not particularly scared by this movie, but if you do get scared by scary movies, this one might scare you because of the gore, the special effects, the idea of it being an apocalypse. Like that can be frightening to people. But if you're just a horror fan, this is a good comedy for you, I think. It's still true to the horror genre. I think that this movie is great. We've we've mentioned it before that it's a super easy movie to watch. The comedy is really tight. It's good for horror movie lovers because it's got that element to it. If you're not quite as into horror movies, maybe this one's a little bit more palatable because of the comedy and because of like how tongue-in-cheek it is in some points. But I mean, it's rated really well for a reason. So next week is another horror comedy that will subvert your expectations. Dale and Tucker versus Evil. I am so excited for this episode. We'll see you guys next week. This was Not Quite Dead. Check out our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Not Quite Dead Podcast and on Twitter at NQD underscore podcast. Follow our blog for bonus content at notquitedeadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And happy watching.